All right. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Clairvoyant Conversations. This is my podcast devoted to talking about the stars and numbers, psychic stuff, and also interviewing other fascinating people in the metaphysical field. Uh, I'm your host, Alexander Creek. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and numerologist. Uh, so this week, we are just going to be talking about the weekly astrology forecast with a little bit of numbers to uh, August uh, 9th through um, August 15th. So yes, <laughs> making sure I had the date right on that. So um, you're either listening to the audio version of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, or you may be watching the video version on YouTube. Either way, hello. And if you're not aware of the YouTube version, I'm going to be doing these on YouTube every week as well. So um, took a little bit of a break. I moved from Minneapolis, Minnesota to Denver, Colorado. So I just kind of went missing for a little bit to kind of get my stuff together, get all moved into this place. But we're back and we're going to talk about the astrology of the week. So welcome. I did want to mention before we get going with this forecast, um, I am going to have classes coming out uh, for learning um, numerology and astrology. So how to read your birth chart and how to maybe dive into kind of understand your family and friends a little bit. Um, I have several classes coming out um, in both of these topics um, each week. Um, you can sign up for the whole thing if you want, or you can sign up for um, just kind of whatever classes you want to participate in. So, and I'm going to go in order, so it is going to kind of build on each other. Um, I will have details about this coming out soon, um, but I am anticipating beginning these classes in the beginning of September. But I'm still getting the details together, but I wanted to let you know if you want to learn, dive deeper into your own birth chart or dive deeper into learning the fundamentals of both of these uh, both of these techniques. Um, I have classes coming out, so make sure you follow my, um, I, maybe uh, I would follow my Instagram um, or sign up for my email list or just check my website at dogstaroracle.com or you can always sign up for a personal reading with me as well. So let's get to the forecast. So let's just chat for a moment on the general energy of August 2021 from a numerological, from a numerical, numerological perspective. I still can't pronounce that. So um, in 2021, August 2021 is a four universal month. So there is a general flavor, and this is kind of for the entire collective, um, that uh, this month kind of has the energy of getting all your details in place, getting all of your ducks in a row, getting everything kind of, um, getting some order and some structure and some groundedness in your life, right? So um, your personal month is going to have a, it might be different or it might be the same, and that's going to hold a little bit more personal meaning for you. But for the entire collective, and this does apply to you, um, four is kind of the adult in the room energy number. Um, it sort of takes the you know creative ideas of the three and it's like, well, how do we make this into practical reality? How do we bring this into form and function? So this month there might be um, maybe a little bit more of a focus on work or health or preparing for something or kind of just really getting back and grounded into the earth, um, kind of looking at the practicality. Um, especially with all these planets that are uh, in Virgo or going into Virgo in August as we approach Virgo season, there is this feeling of practicality and earthiness to August, even in the midst of Leo season. Because next month in September, we have a five universal month and a five universal year, which suggests um, lots of surprises, lots of changes, lots of progression, um, 
that seems to be probably, that seems to be a very exciting month, but maybe a kind of unpredictable month as well. So I would really kind of get all your ducks in a row this month. Maybe work on your budget. That's at least what I'm going to do. Work on my budget. Get things organized. That's really kind of what four says. And it's like, organize your life a little bit um, and kind of get work and health and everything in order. Get your foundation really, really strong is really one of the energies kind of swirling about this August. So let's kind of backtrack a little bit and talk about um, Mars in Virgo, um, because I was not, you know, I was moving during this time. So um, Mars is, in, in astrology, is the planet of action, of energy, of aggression. It's kind of like how you get things done. Um, it's kind of about your energy batteries and how you go about kind of getting the things that you want and going after things. Maybe how you do battle a little bit as well, right? It's planet of war, right? <laughs> so um, on, Ju on July 29th, um, it actually went into the sign of Virgo, right? So it spent uh, it spent quite a while in, it's been a while in Leo. Um, when it goes, so Virgo can be a very, um, you know, one of the, the terms thrown around with Virgo a lot is like perfectionism, um, because Virgo tends to seek, um, it's always trying to make things better and refine, right? And Virgo is a sign ruled by the planet Mercury. Mercury is all about how we communicate, how we analyze and think about things, how we rationalize things and kind of explain them. So Mars is in a Mercury ruled sign. So um, until September 14th, right? So there's going to be this feeling in this energy in the air of um, this is a really good time to um, refine or make things better or work on the details of something um, because it is in a because it, it's in a Mercury sign. This is a this is a good time to uh, a good time for writing projects. Um, anything related to learning or using the mind. Um, and the, the only thing is you want to be careful of, um, especially if you have Virgo placements already in your in your birth chart, if you have Virgo energy yourself, um, just kind of watching for hyper-focusing on the details. There's that phrase, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Of the the exact colloquial the exact colloquialism. Wow, I cannot pronounce anything today, Jesus. Um, but it's it's basically like not being able to see the forest for the trees, right? Like being so caught up in the details that you're not seeing the big picture. But if you need to edit, um, if you need to remove or take things out or um, kind of redo something, um, Mars can be good for that because Mars is. Um, Mars has to do with cutting and separating, right? So, um, you know, if you want it, like, this could be actually a good time, even though, like, um, uh, sometimes I associate this with, like, with, like um, retrograde planets when you go back and review something. Um, Mars and Virgo um, would be good for kind of maybe going back to a project that you might have already started and looking at it with a really clear and critical eye. Being like, okay, what is working and what is not working? How can I approach this even better, right? So um, just be aware of Mars in Virgo until September 14th. Um, one thing that Mars is doing right now um, uh is that it just passed, um, it, it's it's actually squaring um, the nodes, basically. So um, I'm not gonna get into, into this like a lot, but I just wanted to point out this energy because there is this feeling of tension in the air uh, as I'm recording this and kind of around the new moon energies that we were experiencing. Um, 
So the nodes, so wherever the nodes of the moon are basically are where we have um, our eclipses in astrology. So like what signs the uh, eclipses are happening in are along the nodal axis of the moon. Um, and so whenever Mars transits through the astrology chart or transits kind of through the sky, Mars acts as a trigger, right? So um, we had a lunar eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius back in Back in late May, so May 26, 2021, we had a total lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. And um, whenever we have an eclipse, a solar or lunar eclipse, it does tend to, especially if you have personal planets or angles, um, mathematically um, kind of set up along that degree or really close to those degrees um, of those mutable signs of Sagittarius, Gemini, Pisces, and Virgo, um, around five degrees, um, especially this spring. Um, Mars right now is at about six degrees of Sagittarius. So basically, it is crossing this really sensitive point where we had this, um, where we had an eclipse earlier in the year because eclipses bring like big narrative changes to your life, right? So let's say that you're a Sagittarius rising and we have, we have had eclipses in Gemini and Sagittarius since 2020. I have three friends uh, with Sagittarius rising all who have had major life changes in the past year. Um, one of them is getting married. One of them is moving across the country for the very first time and kind of leaving where they grew up. And another one has had um, immense kind of personal changes in their life that I, that I won't get into. But that's kind of that kind of illustrates that eclipses, if you have planets or um, if you have like significant placements that are relating to Sagittarius or Gemini or Virgo or Pisces right now, you're probably having some significant life changes on some level. Some area of your life is shifting because of those eclipses. So Mars right now is acting as a trigger for these um, changes that may have kind of started or kind of come up around May 26, around that, that lunar eclipse. So for me, um, May 26 is really kind of when um, my boyfriend and I were deciding to kind of finalizing plans that, yes, we are going to move from Minnesota to Colorado, right? So um, when Mars, the planet of action, the planet that actually makes things happen, um, hit, went into Virgo, went into Virgo, that is really, that's really basically when I started moving on July 29th. That's kind of when the action kind of started in my life because it's hitting, um, it's hitting like mathematically where um, we had, where we had these eclipses. So I don't know if that's making sense, but basically Mars scoring the nodes right now is just, there's, there may be a feeling of tension in the air because a square isn't a super comfortable it's a, isn't a super comfortable energy but it's also acting as a trigger for something that started um, late May around that lunar eclipse in Sagittarius so I just wanted to bring that up and hopefully that resonates with you <laughs> so and um, and uh, if this last new moon felt kind of draining and got and out of whack that new moon that we had yesterday August 8th in Leo um, this may be potentially um, partially why that is. Okay, so that brings me to the new moon um, in Leo. Um, I'm going to do 
um, the individual little mini scope for each sign at the end of this of this video slash podcast. So if you want the little for if you want this little the mini forecast or area of life that you could be expecting this new moon energy to flow into based on your rising slash sun sign, um, click on the time code um, if you just want to skip to it. Um, just for your sign, but I encourage you to listen to the entire weekly forecast, but the new moon forecast for your sign will be at the end of the video. I'm going to do the general forecast now. So, um, okay, so I, so new moon and Leo, um, new moon is always, you know, uh, it's like initiating a cycle. It's like the, the beginning of something. So it's a really good time. You know, it's always like classically a time to like set intentions, right? To like set intentions for things that you want to manifest or create, right? That's typically what a lot of people suggest with the new moon. It can really, and I feel like you have cycles beginning in your life, regardless of whether you consciously set intentions or not, right? We just tend to kind of flow with the moon, no matter if we are consciously setting intentions or not. Honestly, I probably should, but sometimes I just don't consciously set intentions because I find I'm doing those things anyway. So for me, I'm a Scorpio rising. And um, so Leo um, rules my career sector. It rules the 10th house, right? So right now the moon, um, that new moon was in my 10th house of, of career. And I was thinking a lot of like, how do I want to approach my career? What are the things that I want to do differently? And that wasn't even because I knew my astrology. I just was thinking about it anyway, right? So Leo is a sign ruled by the um, the sun. Um, the sun, you know, it's about shining our light, our creativity, our, um, you know, how we um, kind of what gives us juice, what gives us life, right? Um, Leo is a sign that um, because it is ruled by the sun, that's about creativity, self-expression, and like this sort of proud regal regalness. So with this new moon, in a general sense, it really is like, how do you shine your light? How do you step into kind of what you are here to do, right? What are you going to do differently regarding your creativity or self-expression or kind of standing in your own power? Um, I did want to mention um, there's a whole business about like Lionsgate. Um, I do not understand um, that really, in my opinion, has no astrological backing to it, um, that it's sort of like a new age thing um, that was sort of invented by a guy. It, it was it was a term that was actually coined in 1998, um, kind of describing some Aquarius lunar eclipse, according to astrologer Rick Levine, kind of uh, kind of gave me or kind of gave uh, the internet this information. I've just kind of read some stuff that this may indeed be some sort of energy portal, but it has nothing to do with actual astrology. So I did want to mention that because it's supposedly take place in 8-8. I just, I really don't get it. And um, I'm someone who is a psychic and who's into all this stuff anyway, but for me, it just doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> so I did just want to mention that that's, that's my personal opinion. Um, it doesn't really seem to have any actual historical backing either. So um, let's mention the aspects of this new moon. So um, there are two major aspects um, with this new moon. And, you know, aspects, again, are just kind of like the different planets in their relation to each other and the energy that is creating, right? So this new moon is making a hard aspect. It's making a square to the planet Uranus. Uh, Uranus rules um, revolution, um, you know, sudden changes, freedom, eccentricity, like the future, um, kind of genius. Um, 
so whenever you have like a planet uh, that is making a hard aspect to Uranus, um, whatever intentions that you are setting for this new moon, they may come about in an unexpected way, basically. Or there's something about this new moon that this new moon energy that will manifest for you or for the collective in some un, un <laughs> in some way that may be unintentional. But Uranus is always about like liberating you. That's Uranus's thing. It doesn't really have patience. It wants to do things differently. It, it, it proudly kind of is like this like weird rebel in energy. So um, I just wanted to mention that, that um, whatever intentions you do set, there is an energy of like doing things maybe totally differently. Maybe considering like, where have I just been doing the same things over and over again? Because this energy is like, let's do things a little bit differently now, basically. Or how can you be more individ like individualistic? using that, um, speaking your truth and using your throat chakra in a really powerful way, but really in a way that is not the norm, that kind of makes you stand up from the crowd a little bit. The other thing with this um, new moon is that it is opposing Saturn. And um, most, uh, anytime we're in Leo season or any planet in Leo is going to be opposing Saturn by sign at least. Um, Saturn is an Aquarius. It's an Aquarius for a couple years. I can't remember the exact date right now, but um, um, Aquarius is the opposite sign of Leo. Saturn is the planet of restriction, of boundaries, of like, Saturn is like the energy that's like gonna make you do things over and over again until you get it exactly right. Um, it, it, it's about quality over quantity and it's very serious and it's about like long-term commitments. And um, this new moon opposing Saturn, it's kind of a serious energy. Like it's not like a, it's not like this super celebratory because like Leo is very celebratory, very regal, look at me kind of energy. This is definitely like if Leo is the sign of the king, you know, or the person like the king or queen, the person in authority, this energy opposing Saturn is like, it's kind of letting us all know it's like this uh, new moon is kind of like a real talk kind of feeling. It's like, let's get real, right? What are your responsibilities? How are you going to go after your goals um, in a very serious way? Um, and this new, if you're setting intentions for this new moon, I would encourage it. I would maybe encourage your intentions to be more of a long-term, uh, more of like a serious long-term energy or something like it this isn't like a quick fix energy this wouldn't i would this would not i would say be the best energy to sort of manifest like a quick fix in money or uh, any kind of quick fix energy this is definitely like how do i go about things in my life in a way that is going to lead to long lasting quality results right and this energy may just be asking some um for some 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 seriousness from you, so there is kind of a serious energy underlying this um, underlying this energy. I did want to mention that we have two full moons in Aquarius, so um, we had a full moon. Um, God, I think two weeks ago. I'm so bad with dates. Before I do this, before I do this, even though it's freaking astrology podcast, just go with it. So um, it's interesting because we have two full moons in Aquarius. So the last one that we had a, approximately two weeks ago. Um, was um, 
it's sort of like it began something or maybe brought something to light or illuminated something, right? So for me, mine was in my fourth house of home and family, and that's around when I was moving across the country, right? And um, the full moon, I believe it's on the 24th, if, 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 I, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, it's almost like that's going to complete... Uh, that's going to complete that cycle or whatever was brought up during that full moon in Aquarius. It's almost like that finally gets to kind of close out or have some completion. So just I just wanted to note that as, as we kind of talk about this Leo and Aquarius axis. So let's talk about um, let's talk about the rest of the energy um, this week. This week doesn't have too much going on. I think we've had a lot of astrology going on recently. This week we get kind of a bit of a break, honestly. Um, but there are a couple key things I wanted to discuss before we get to the new moon mini scopes at the end of this podcast. All right, so on let's get to this astrology of this week. So um Venus and Virgo, we have Venus and Virgo right now. So Venus, the planet of love, of beauty, of of attracting things to you, of sensuality, of pleasure, aesthetics, money. Um uh that planet is in Virgo right now. So um um just while Venus is in Virgo as well, while Venus is in Virgo, um, Venus in Virgo love language is like uh, doing things. It's like uh, doing things for you. It's like a sign of service. Um, again, of practicality. And um, this energy is going to be opposing Neptune. Um, I will say Venus goes into Libra next week. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Venus in, in Libra next week, but Venus is in Virgo opposing the planet Neptune on August 10th. So um, whenever we have a Venus and Neptune opposition, the sign doesn't even really matter that much, in my opinion, when it comes to Venus-Neptune kind of aspects. Um, the really important thing is, is Neptune has like a glamorizing, dreamy energy. Especially whenever it kind of, kind of, whenever it kind of, com whenever it comes in contact with Venus. So any relationships that you may begin around this time, around August tenth, or um, it's just there's like a hazy, glamorous effect to everything, right? So, and I think it can be really fun and really pleasurable. It's like Venus and Neptune transits. It's like when you get really high <laughs> and you're like. This is how life is. It's just fucking amazing and just beautiful. And it feels so good. And then the high ends. And then you're like, oh, I'm back to reality. Okay. So just kind of be aware of that when Venus opposes Neptune on August 10th. That could be really fun. Uh, but just kind of keep in mind, like, not everything is kind of as it seems with Venus and Neptune. And if you may have this amazing date with someone, for example, and then it may be different from that point on. It may not. It, it may not be worse. It's just saying like, that there's a really hazy, dreamy kind of vibe with Venus up, like opposing Neptune. But for like a temporary quick high, it's really fun. But just kind of keep that. Just kind of keep that in mind during Venus um, opposing Neptune. Um, so August 11th, uh, Mercury Mercury goes into Virgo. So Mercury will be in Virgo from August 11th to August 30th. So um, Mercury rules Virgo, as I mentioned earlier. So Mercury is pretty chill in the sign of Virgo. Virgo behaves really well in the sign of Virgo. Um, again, Mercury is about communication, our thought processes, um, you know, how we communicate, um, words, writing, all of that stuff. So mental, like mental stuff, right? Um, so this is a really good time 
especially if you are if you are more of a mercurial person if you are someone who is like a natural writer a natural editor and you know if, if you are not those things and you can also use this energy to help you do those things better um and i think it's going to help um i think it's going to help everyone when mercury is in virgo just be a little bit more discerning a little bit more critical um again we're gonna have a lot of virgo energy kind of starting to pile up around that time so i would just kind of keep in mind like because Mercury and Mars being in the same sign, um, they're going to be conjunct at a certain point, which means they're going to be right, right on top of each other. So it's a lot of mental energy. It's a lot of mental, critical, editing, writing kind of energy. So it might, may even be too much. So at, at a certain point, it's like stop worrying about the details and stuff, focusing on it so much. Maybe take a rest because sometimes Virgo needs to be told to like, just relax and play and don't be so critical. Okay. So, um, but if you have writing projects or editing projects, it's going to be an excellent time for that. Or if you're teaching something, right? Because I'm, be, I'm going to be creating these astrology and numerology classes. And that's going to be great energy to just get a lot of shit done <laughs> on my to-do list of how exactly I want to teach these things. So um, August 11th, um, Venus in Virgo will be trying, um, will be trying Jupiter in Aquarius. No, that's not right. Hold on. <laughs> nope, I lied. Sorry, guys. Uh, Venus in Virgo is going to be trying Pluto, not Jupiter. Very different planets. Um, Pluto in uh, Pluto in Capricorn. Okay, so um, basically, just a little note about August eleventh. August August tenth, August eleventh is a really good time for like passionate for like passion, uh, passion, glamour, dates, that kind of energy. Um, just because we have that Venus-Neptune opposition, so like that dreamy kind of haze, like, oh yeah. And when Venus is trying Pluto, um, this kind of like passions are kind of multiplied and magnified. Um, there can be slight obsession. Um, you know, like, it's like when you're attracted to someone under Venus, Venus trying Pluto, it's like, oh God, they feel like they're everything. Like you can't get them out of their head. Uh, there might be some sort of power struggles coming, uh, like some power struggles around money, things like that with Venus and Pluto. But because it's a trine, it's more of a harmonious kind of flow. It's more of a harmonious flow energy. Um, but I would just say passions are magnified under Venus and Pluto. And frankly, if you haven't had sex in a while, I think it would be a great day to have sex. I'm kind of talking to myself here. <laughs> so good sex day, August 11th, good sex day. Um, okay, let's see, let's see what else we got here. Um, so um, yeah. Okay, I think that's it. Let's go ahead and talk about, um, let's talk about the mini scope for each sign at this point. Okay, so new moon in Leo horoscopes for each sign. So even though the new moon has technically passed by this point, you still have a couple of days to really set intentions and take advantage of it. So, and it's also just nice to know um, where this shit is happening in your chart. <laughs> so uh, again, I, I always encourage people to look at their rising sign if possible. Again, that is dependent on your birth time and location. If you don't have your birth time, hopefully it's on your birth certificate. Um, I find a parent's memory is not that reliable because they're giving birth. They're kind of in extreme pain and duress. So um, that's not gonna be the most uh, effective way to retrieve that information. But if you do have it, or if you can find it, I recommend uh, astroseek.com. That's www.astro-seek.com. 
S-E-E-K.com to, um, to find your rising sign. If you just click on your free birth chart calculator, that will come up for you. If you don't have your rising sign, that's okay. Listen for your sun sign instead. So, um, okay, so Aries rising. Um, your new moon is actually in your fifth house of... Um, of love, of romance, of creativity, self-expression. So this is kind of, uh, so this is like, what are you creating in your life? Um, it could be something regarding your children as well, um, something going on in the lives of your children, but this is the area in which you would kind of want to focus your energies. Um, and also just kind of look at, um, you know, if, if, if your creativity or if your joy has kind of stalled, this is really permission to play, frankly, with this new one and be seen. Because Leo is always about, you know, being seen, you know, the, being this magnanimous kind of proud energy. So um, for you, I think it's play. Um, it could be also like if you are single, this is a good time to kind of get back in the dating pool, frankly, to to go out and meet new people, to have some fun, honestly. Um, you know, this energy is kind of in your corner right now. Um, Taurus, uh, we have a new moon in your fourth house of um, home and family. So um, this is a this is an opportunity to, um, and this is actually on. This is a, you have some you have stuff going on with career right now too. I think this month because the the tenth house is the opposite house of the fourth, so you're. The energy kind of focused for you is on home and family in your roots and your foundation right now. At least that's where you're kind of setting intentions and starting this new seed. Um, but you also have stuff playing on the opposite house of authority figures, of your career, your your reputation, how how people kind of, you know, of what, your legacy, right? So you have stuff going on there at the same time. But what this new moon is saying is kind of focus back on the home and family in your foundation for right now. The, the full moon coming up at the end of the month will be in your career sector, however. Um, Gemini, um, pretty straightforward for you, actually. Um, it's in your, um, it's going to be in your third house of your local neighborhood, your neighbors, your siblings, um, communication. <laughs> thing, third house is always the hardest to describe, I will say, in these little short, because it covers a lot of, I, I get it, but it's, it's a lot of areas to kind of cover. But I would say any kind of new communications projects, how you perceive and understand things, taking a class, learning something new. It could be getting back involved with your siblings. Um, it could be getting engaged with your local community. It could also be around your transportation, because uh, this could also just be about your car. It could be it could be a time where you're like, I'm going to buy a new car. I'm going to look into um, look into different modes of transportation. But this is really communication and engaging with your local community um, and engaging kind of with the localness around you, how you think about and process things. That's where the new ideas or the new kind of beginnings are coming in for you. Uh, cancer, we have um, a new beginning in your second house of... Um, earned income. So this is going to be, um, this is actually a really good time to set intentions if you're cancer rising uh, for new sources of income. Um, you know, do a spell, do a little manifestation, or just actively seek other sources of work or income. Raise your rates um, if you are self-employed. That might be a good time to consider doing that. And really looking at like how much am I worth? You know, what what my 
you know, looking at your value, but this is happening in your financial access. Um, you may be having um, expenses coming up at the end of the month or just kind of stuff around debts or credit, credit cards, student loans coming up at the end of the month. Um, so th I just think that there's a, there's a Leo season is a financial, it's a, there's a financial focus for you here. And this is good for creating more sources of income and sources of income that you earn like a paycheck. So I would start looking at that and looking at what am I actually worth? And I bet you worth that. I bet you that you are worth more than you think you are as well. So, um, so Leo rising new moon in your first house. So this is all about you, what you love, I'm sure Leo. So, um, this is definitely kind of looking at like a personal reset, I think, you know, maybe a new beginning in your identity, like in your, the, the literal way that you approach the world that could just be something new that kind of comes in that a, a personal reset is kind of what I'm feeling with this. Because Saturn is in Aquarius opposite your sign, there is a feeling of like stepping up, being more responsible. Um, taking things seriously, building things that last come, um, comes in with this as well. So again, no quick fixes for you. You don't, you don't get quick fixes right now. It is quality or it is nothing basically. Okay. So, um, but this is good. This is really good time to, you know, work on your physical body. If you are wanting to kind of re engage with your physical body and look at, um, you know, how do I want the world to perceive me? How do I want to engage with the world? All of that, right? This is a really, really powerful time for a big reset for you. And this could also be like your debutante kind of coming out time. It's like, hey, look at me, right? Um, this is a really good time to, for, you know, to, to be looked at, <laughs> to be to be perceived. Um, this is also, um, uh, this could be about relationships for you too, because again, with this full moon coming up in a few weeks, there's, um, it's activating the relationship portion of your chart. Um, so uh, it's also you and how you maybe you relate to other people, your significant other, your best friends, your partners, that kind of stuff, your clients. Uh, I think that's all kind of getting activated for you right now. So happy birthday, Leo. Um, so Virgo rising, um, this is a um, this is a rest time. This is time to rest. Um, so, um, cause Leo rules your, your 12th house of retreat, of rest, of the subconscious, of dreams, meditation practice. This is, this is a good, a good time for all of that. But when I think of 12th house, I really see four of swords in my head in tarot. And it's always, it's somebody that's like retreated in there, like literally lying down and resting. Okay. So this is either time to work on the subconscious and your subconscious beliefs on spirituality, on meditation, or, 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 or honestly just retreating and resting in the world because your time to kind of come out is in Virgo season. Um, but you may just kind of be purging things from your subconscious that are not working for you anymore. I um, mean, maybe working on limiting beliefs as well during this time. Libra, new moon for you in your 11th house of, um, this is of like social groups, colleagues, um, kind of casual friends, organizations that you belong to, um, clubs, that kind of thing, the general public as well. Um, so this is a good time for you to engage with those things to, um, to network. Like this could be like professional networking opportunities. This could be just kind of re-engaging with your social life um, in general. Um, it is on this, um, 
It's on your axis of the 5th and 11th. So this is about like you being received by lots of people. Uh, I just think this is you kind of engaging socially is kind of where I'm feeling this. Um, this is also, this house also rules your dreams. Um, not like your dreams that you have when you go to sleep, but like your the dreams and aspirations for your life. So this could be a good time to like work on like, what are my goals? What are the things that I'm wanting to work on? What do, you know, what I want to, what do I want to dream board about? Like what I want, what do I want to manifest? Um, that would also be something that you could um, do with this new moon energy as well. Um, Scorpio, I mentioned earlier in the video, this is your 10th house of career. So you're planting new seeds, you're planting some new intentions with your career, with your reputation, with your legacy. Um, also maybe dealings with authority figures as well. Um, I recently experienced this weekend. I was, in, I was talking to family I hadn't, I hadn't seen in a long time, and I realized that this family <laughs> is uh, is actually um, in my 10th house because I, for some reason, I was like, because every time I would see them, the mood would be in Leo. So anyway, side story, but um, authority figures as well. But I really want you to focus on your career, being seen, being visible, um, putting yourself out there with this new moon and setting intentions to kind of step out, step out, step out, Scorpio. Um, Sagittarius rising. Um, oh, this is your ninth house. Very interesting. So um, this would be wait, Sagittarius. Yeah. So I'm doing. I have the astrological wheel like in my mind as I kind of do this. So Sagittarius rising. Your new moon is in your ninth house. Um, the ninth house already has a very Sagittarian kind of flavor to it anyway. Um, your new moon is really about. Um, you could, so the ninth house is a, a, a couple things. It could be long journeys, right? Journeys by airplane, really, or boat, you know, train, like distant lands, you know. This could also just be something a couple states away, like across the country, right? Um, but so if you're planning for like a long distance journey, it could just be philosophy, higher education, um, initiating things regarding, you know, maybe going back to school, um, um, kind of engaging with sort of higher ideas, higher philosophies, um, engaging with a very specific spiritual practice. Um, and it's also about your beliefs as well, kind of your general beliefs in the world. Um, so this is at Leo season is a good time to kind of engage with that. It's also a good time to broadcast as well, um, because the ninth house does, I think, have to do with social media broadcasting, anything with sales as well. This, this could just be like reaching lots of people. I see the ninth house is reaching a lot of people. And I, I see it as like an, a house of social media. I don't think it's the only house that rules it. I think the 11th house does too. But um, I, I see you reaching a lot of people um, if you choose to. But it's really engaging with your beliefs, with learning something new with your higher mind, Sagittarius, which you love anyway, I would think. <laughs> so, um, and Capricorn rising, um, eighth house. So, like your um, like your opposite sign cancer, you're dealing with maybe some financial stuff this month. Um, and this, I would say, um, there's a new opportunity with your uh, new moon in your eighth house to maybe clean up your credit, to consolidate things, to take out a loan or, or light of credit if necessary. Um, you also could be, this could also could be, you know, grants, um, money that you don't necessarily earn by paycheck that you get anyway, um, unemployment, um, things like that. That's all eighth house money. Um, inheritance is also eighth house money as well. So I definitely see financial stuff around this energy. Um, and just they're, they're like, there's an opportunity here to kind of take it seriously and maybe do some cleanup energy um, or just kind of streamline. I would say streamline, especially with these planets in Virgo, um, you might want to be streamlining. Um, and then I would also say this is also like spiritual transformation <laughs> too, because um, eighth house is like 
House of Transformations, how we transform. Um, and also could be learning psyche development, you know, astrology, tarot, all of that stuff. Um, so definitely it could be like a spiritual transformation kind of energy for you too. So, because 8,000 is anything that's hidden and that's why it's a financial house. Cause it's like, you know, we kind of keep our finances kind of private. <laughs> so um, I would say finances and spirituality um, for you this month with this new moon in Capricorn. Aquarius rising. So um, your new moon is in your seventh house cause you are the opposite sign of Leo. So this would be about your relationships and partnerships. Um, how you relate to people. This could be something new in your partner's life as well. It doesn't even have to do with you necessarily. Um, this could be, you know, me, maybe you're getting more client work because seventh house is also your clients. Um, so this would just be how you engage with partners and how you, um, how you engage with, you know, how you engage with um, public life, basically. Um, so yeah, so definitely it could be either new relationship, taking relationship to the next level, um, or it could just be something in your partner's life, basically. Um, Pisces rising, finally. So new moon for you would be in your sixth house of your daily work and routine and your health. So there's an opportunity here for maybe a new job um, or, you know, some or some sort of or no, some new development within your current occupation, perhaps. Um, something about, but again, with new moon, it's always a new beginning, right? So it's always a seed that you're planting. Um, this could also just be about your general health. Um, this could be, you know, taking, taking, uh, taking some time to maybe reestablish a new routine, some sort of new way of, you know, getting nutrition into your body, getting out, make sure, making sure that you're getting out for walks and engaging in your physical body. Sometimes Pisces is like not always wanting to engage with their physical environment. So this would be a time to kind of streamline and strengthen things within how you spend your daily energy, what you do every day with your health and with your routine. But I see daily work routine. Also, um, pets, six house rules, pets and like service animals. Um, so it could be just something like revolving around maybe your pet or your pet's health and just taking them in to get checked up or something like that. Um, um, or just or maybe you get a new pet. Also, I've seen a lot weirdly around pets and service animals coming with the sixth house um, with prior clients and prior students and stuff so um anyway that is the that is the forecast for this week i hope you enjoyed it um, if you did please if you're on youtube please leave a comment subscribe like etc if you're uh, if you're listening to the audio version um maybe leave a five star and a nice review that helps people find the podcast and we'll be back actually next we're gonna be doing this every week from now on um we'll be back with next week with another with another um with next week's forecast so thank you again for listening again you can find me if you want to do a personal reading with me or if you want to learn more about my classes i have coming up i don't have information out yet but i will soon so either on my website dogstaroracle.com um on, i am on social media on instagram at dogstaroracle it's all pretty streamlined guys i also on tiktok and I'm, uh, I'm on tiktok as dogstaroracle as well and i'm on i'm on facebook too but i don't really engage with facebook that much anymore so it's mainly tiktok Instagram and the YouTube and my podcast. So um, thanks again for listening and I will talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.